Hey, everybody. Here at Keep Talking Podcast, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have a health or fitness-related episode because I'm a personal trainer in my spare time, and I'm a total health and nutrition nerd, and I think it's very important for you to focus on your health and nutrition and fitness as well. Now, a lot of Keep Talking's audience is non-native English speaking, and the language in these episodes is often advanced English, but... I'll make sure that I speak clearly and concisely enough for all non-native speakers and, of course, native speakers to understand. All right. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. In this episode, I'm talking about something that affects our health and fitness in so many different ways, and a lot of us are just not thinking about it enough. All right. Now, huge medical disclaimer on this one in particular. I always give a medical disclaimer, but, and I always kind of just say, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't give you medical advice, blah, 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 and that's it. No, this one in particular, we're talking about hormones, okay? And in particular with this one, if you are, you know, if you think you have any severe, you know, hormone issues, deficiencies, whether it's thyroid issues, whatever, I mean, you know, see a, see a practitioner, see a health practitioner, an endocrinologist. If you have a real issue, um, I am not an expert expert in this topic. This topic, more than quite a few others I've done, took some research, um, which is why I love doing these episodes, just because, you know, I feel like as someone who, you know, I'm a, a you know, a, a personal trainer in my spare time, and I'm a kind of a nutritionist nerd and I study a lot of this stuff, but really one thing I love about making these podcast episodes related to health and fitness is it's actually, it's a learning experience for me because I have, you know, I've always had gaps in my knowledge, so to speak. And so kind of filling those gaps by really digging deep on some of these topics. But anyway, this is one that I've gotten to, I've started thinking about a lot lately um, as a part of my health and fitness journey. And it's just because, you know, hormones, hardly any of us are thinking that much about our hormones when we think about whether it's, you know, burning fat, building muscle, hitting our fitness goals, we think, okay, what kind of exercise do I have to do and what do I have to eat, right? And maybe we think about getting more sleep just for general health. And we're going to talk a lot about sleep in this episode. Uh, but anyway, um, and I've come to realize that our hormones just play such a huge role in those body composition fitness goals, as well as so many other things. And it's funny because like, I've been like, like talking shit, well, not not like talking shit, not like saying bad things about it, but like talking a lot about this topic, like on my personal Instagram, for example, where I post fitness content, you know, talking about, you know, how hormones affect things. And like, I feel like this is true, but either way, I've never been that much of an expert on it until now. No, um, but I did do quite a bit more research leading up to this episode. Uh, so it's funny because like when we hear hormones, like what, what do you think about when you hear the word hormones? You know, I feel like women probably use this word or think about it more often than men just in terms of when it comes to menstruation and things like that. And by the way, another disclaimer, this is not, um, you know, just in particular being a male, uh, you know, since I don't know anything personally about the menstrual cycle, I've never experienced that. This episode has very little to do with menstruation, the menstrual cycle, you know, women's uh, hormone optimization, so to speak. I mean, obviously, what I'm going to talk about applies to both sexes for the most part. Uh, but another disclaimer there, uh, I am I am not a women's health specialist in any way. Uh, but I do feel like women in particular tend to think about this word more often, hormones, than men do. Um, but, you know, I think as men as well, we should be thinking about it way more often because not only does it affect our, our sex drive, our athletic performance, 
Um, it can, you know, it affects our mental health as well, just our general, uh, you know, how are we doing? Are we suffering from any anxiety, depression? Uh, do we have chronic fatigue? How is our immune system doing? And yes, I think our hormones greatly affect our ability to burn fat and build muscle and to look the way we want, right? And the funny part about it is, is like, this is why I get so into what I like to call holistic health nowadays, just because everything affects everything. I mean, like literally it's, I almost feel like all of us, we live in this world where our bodies have been hijacked by modern society that has us staying up till two o'clock in the morning drinking, you know, bullshit drinks with sugar and aspartame and all this stuff exposed to bright lights, masturbating to some stupid, like, you know, porn while there's a video game on and the, the screen, the next screen over. It's like everything about our health has been hijacked by modern society. And it's almost like you need like a total reset, which is obviously impossible when you're like a 33 year old man like me or however old you may be. But the point is like everything holistically affects everything. And that's why this, this hormones topic is so interesting because we have so many things about our modern society that have just effed up our hormones, that it's all been messed up by modern society and I'm going to get into for example how male testosterone levels are way lower than they have been ever as far as we know anyway so let's kind of go back to the beginning though so what are hormones okay so this is just straight from endocrine endocrine.org hormones are the body's chemical messengers sending signals into the bloodstream and tissues hormones work slowly over time and many and affect many different processes including growth and development metabolism how your body gets energy from the foods you eat sexual function reproduction and mood okay now we got a lot of different types of hormones, okay? So this is just, you know, I was looking at this graph that they also have on, uh, on endocrine.org. So we've got um, different endocrine glands, right? You've got the adrenal glands, the hypothalamus, the ovaries and females, the pancreas, the parathyroid, pineal gland, the pituitary gland, the testes, the male reproductive glands, obviously the thymus and the thyroid. But there's all of these different types, these different endocrine gla glands that produce these different hormones that affect all of the well, all the different parts of our health that I just discussed above, right? Now, why are so many of these, I guess, you know, why, why are we so messed up in modern society? Well, I would say that the biggest thing is sleep, honestly. I mean, when we look at all of these hormone levels, it, the, probably the biggest thing is sleep, right? How many of us get a solid, you know, eight hours of sleep per night, go to bed at the same time roughly every night are in bed shortly after sundown and waking you know shortly after sundown and waking up at sunrise or right before it and you know not eating a bunch of food or drinking a bunch of sugary beverages before bed and are actually sleeping good in a dark you get the point like nobody <laughs> like almost nobody is doing that okay and you know, I was kind of reading through this website called sleepcenterinfo.com and like their, their quote is, it's actually like, it's, you know, it's, it's like funny, but it's true and it sucks. It's like sleep deprivation can lead to hormone imbalance and the imbalance of these hormones can lead to more sleep deprivation. It's a vicious cycle and it really is, right? It's crazy. I mean, once your hormones are out of bounds, which is first caused by poor sleep, then it's harder to get good sleep and it just it gets worse and worse right and so like you know what happens for example um 
well, okay, I'm just taking a couple more things from like the National Institute of Health here, right? So it talks about how sleep timing, duration, and quality, and these are key things for people because like, I'm just going to rant here for a second. Like I talk often about how we put ourselves into a permanent state of not a permanent state, but like a weekly state of jet lag. And I literally just did it like a couple of days ago, you know, from the day I'm recording this. I, I stayed out late because there was a party I wanted to go to. So I went to bed at like one in the morning, right? Normally I go to bed around nine. I went to bed at one. Okay. So what does that do? Well, I'm going to sleep four hours later than I usually would. And I only slept about four hours that night because I do wake up the same time every day. So just, you know, that sleep deprivation in itself means that I'm losing deep sleep. All of my hormones are probably dysregulated. My ghrelin and leptin levels, which are the hunger and satiety hormones, are dysregulated. My cortisol level has been disrupted. Cortisol is a, well, it's an, excuse me, a catabolic hormone that kind of, you know, it's released in response to stressful situations, but essentially my body's saying we're more under stress, we're not able to grow and build muscle and repair muscle tissue as much. Like, long story short, when you have a night of four hours of sleep like I did, you mess up everything. Now, some people might say, okay, well, what if you just sleep in? What if you just go to bed at one and sleep until nine? Well, unfortunately, it still doesn't work that way. Our body's circadian rhythms, like everything is is kind of designed to line up at the same time our body we have a biological clock that says okay i should be waking up roughly at this time every day and everybody's biological clock is a little bit different but you unfortunately can't just you know sleep in oh i'm gonna sleep in till nine you know make up for it it doesn't quite work like that like it probably is better i suppose theoretically well that's up for debate. Uh, it probably is better just to go ahead and sleep in on those days. I don't like to do it just because I like to stick with my same morning routine every day. Um, but the point is, you know, like you go to bed at like one o'clock in the morning as opposed to nine or ten. And first off, I mean, like the deepest sleep typically happens earlier in the night. Psychologists discuss this all the time. They say, you know, that the best sleep te- typically happens, the most restorative sleep typically happens somewhere between 10 a.m. And excuse me, 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., right? So, like, we should, most of us, be trying to get to bed by 10. And if you think about it, it's funny because, like, in modern society, like, this wasn't even a thing, you know, throughout human evolution. It wasn't until, you know, electricity came along that we started saying, oh, cool, well, now we can just do whatever we want until after midnight because we have all of these bright lights and all of these video games and porn and all of this and whatnot. I keep I keep referring to porn. It's not always porn that people are doing. It's probably a lot of people with, with families and kids here who are not watching pornography but are still staying up until midnight just doing whatever you do, you know, watching your Netflix, your sports, your blah, 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 blah. And that's cool, right? But like I said, it's it's not good for our health. Modern humor, human beings, we're designed, we've evolved to wake up when it starts getting light outside and go to bed when it's getting dark outside, okay? Uh, now, I know this is a little bit tricky when you live in a place like Minnesota, like I do, where in the summer, it's, you know, only dark out for like seven hours, and then in the winter, the sun sets at 4.30 or 5 p.m., Right. So that's another, you know, I've done episodes on that before as well. But anyway, the point is we've effed ourselves up by the way we live our lifestyle, the way we live our lives nowadays. Okay. So sorry for the rambling, but all of these hormone levels, cortisol levels, ghrelin, leptin, everything depends on sleep timing, duration, and quality. Same thing with glucose tolerance and insulin secretion. 
modulated by the sleep wake cycle. Excuse me, the sleep wake cycle. Taking that from NIH. Now, what this means basically is if you are not going to bed, and basically none of us are. Let's be real. If you're not going to bed at roughly the same time, fairly early each night, waking up at roughly the same time, sleeping good quality, sleeping enough, which is probably at least seven, probably realistically eight hours for most of us, that means that you're messing up. Your hormones, and let's be honest, even me, people who are health conscious like me are not doing this perfectly, okay? So you're messing up your hormones, you're messing up your body's ability to tolerate glucose and to secrete insulin, and long story short, you're more likely to start getting fat as opposed to, you know, building muscle, right? Um, Among the other things that are related to hormone imbalances. Now, let's talk, okay, so since we're talking about, you know, building muscle, let's talk a little bit about the testosterone crisis that we are in okay and this is you know specifically related to males in this case it's funny because as i'm recording this episode i'm waiting on the results of a testosterone check that i ordered at my doctor and i gotta be honest like we don't even see most primary care doctors are not even checking this we're in the middle of a low testosterone epidemic right now meaning that testosterone levels are like by some estimates like 50 percent lower among men than they were like 50 years ago which could become a huge crisis for human beings like it could be like the total deterioration of the species if we are no longer able to (laughs) have children uh, because of our super low testosterone levels but they don't even check it at your primary care doctor like among the labs they do you know they'll check a cbc which will check like you know your white blood cell count your red blood cell count your platelets they'll check a cmp the complete metabolic panel your glucose your kidney your liver functions things like that but they're not even going to check uh, your testosterone levels, typically, and or any hormone levels for the most part, unless you go to an endocrinologist and have like a, you know, whether it's a thyroid issue, whatever, um, they don't even check this stuff at a regular checkup. So, you know, I pay extra to get some of these labs done. Now, in this case, I've actually never had my testosterone checked. I always had done things like, okay, I want them to check my vitamin D level because I know that's important and you have to pay extra for that. So this time I said, let me get my testosterone checked. I've never actually had it checked and I'm waiting on, I think they're going to check free testosterone and I, yeah, long story. But I'm waiting on that. I'm, I'm thinking that mine should be pretty good right now just because I've been sleeping pretty well, exercising pretty well on average lately, okay? Now, I do think that for a couple years, probably between the time I was like 28 and 31 or so, I'm guessing that my testosterone levels were low. I don't know because I never had them checked, but I wasn't sleeping enough. I was probably sleeping like six and a half hours a night. I had a few other you know, bad habits. I was under a lot of stress. I'm doing better in those aspects of life now, so my testosterone levels should be pretty good, right? But like, okay, according to, to an article I read on in just Forbes, it says that testosterone levels in males have been declining 1% per year since the 1980s, okay? Now, why is this? Well, part of it could be lack of sleep. I mean, I <laughs> it's funny because when I think about that, I'm like, well, pretty sure my grandpa slept like four hours a night for like 50 years. <laughs> so I don't know if they were necessarily sleeping that much in our, you know, father's and grandfather's generation. But anyway, so testosterone levels have been declining a ton um, since, you know, the 80s or before. Some of the reasons that they think are due to like environmental toxins, more like pesticides, chemicals, uh, BPA, which is found in plastics and a lot of stuff, parabens, um, you know, obviously stuff like that is increased. I don't know. They also mentioned like lack of exercise. See, here's the thing. When I think about like lack of exercise, okay, because exercise will naturally help raise testosterone levels. 
I feel like nowadays a lot of people, men and women, do a lot of exercise, but I think the issue might be the fact that we we do our exercise in the morning or whenever you do it during the day, but then like the rest of the day is sedentary, if that makes sense. Like you have your hour of exercise, but then just like the whole rest of the day, you're just sitting and not doing anything, right? And this, you know, I've said this before, I think that the best way to... Uh, that actually like just an, uh, an hour long or half hour long exercise routine that most of us do may not even be the best way to do it. The best way to live your life may be to just not even have like an exercise routine, but just kind of keep moving throughout the day and occasionally lift a few heavy things here and there. Now I realize for most people that probably doesn't work that well, especially with the modern lifestyle that we have. And they probably wouldn't be, you know, accountable and disciplined to that. It probably is better just to like go into the gym for a workout but but you get the point like okay so we work out for one hour but then we're sedentary the rest of the day a lot of people now another big thing here is just the lack of manual labor for the most part um could that be part of the reason male testosterone levels have fallen a lot um you know yes possibly Uh, i also think We've also noticed that male grip strength is much lower than it used to be in the past. And grip strength, while we don't really think about it that much, it is a big predictor for longevity. So, like, long story short, lots of things are happening that are saying, whoa, we as males in particular are getting worse as time goes on. Now, the big one here, okay, the big one related to testosterone levels, in my opinion, is anxiety and social media, okay? Social media, being on these stupid screens all the time, um is bad for us in a lot of ways. Anxiety causes increases in cortisol, which inhibits testosterone production. I would say that this is probably the biggest one. Just all this dumb social media, which obviously this podcast counts as social media. So, and I post a lot on social media, so I'm part of the problem, but that's okay. Anyway, um, but long story short, we're in the middle of a testosterone crisis. And by the way, for women too, uh, you know, testosterone is, is an important hormone. I mean, we think about it as a, a male hormone, right? But for women, it helps with growth, maintenance, repair of reductive, reproductive tissues, um, with bone mass, uh, with other, you know, behavioral things. This is just from Healthline. Long story short, it's important for women as well. Okay. Um, so what do we do to raise testosterone? Well, it's like the basic stuff, right? We get more exercise. We sleep better. We lower our stress levels. We get more vitamin D, get out in the sun. This is like the, this, this is why I go back to holistic health. Like it's all the same stuff, right? Um, yeah, it's all these basic things that are going to make us healthier in every way. Now, uh, just real quick, like how do hormones specifically affect fat burn and muscle gain? Well, I've talked a little bit about ghrelin and leptin, the hunger hormones, uh, the hunger and satiety hormones. So basically, if we don't get enough sleep, that starts to disrupt those. If you know other hormone levels are off, then those levels are going to be off. And obviously, our body, our brain is going to kind of play tricks on us saying, oh, you know what? I'm craving some of this. I'm craving some sugar. I'm craving some fried foods, whatever, right? Now, you might say, okay, but what if those you know hormone levels are messed up? Ghrelin and leptin is messed up. But if I'm like disciplined and I know that and I just don't eat the foods I'm craving anyway... You know, it just should be fine, right? Well, unfortunately, no. The food still responds differently in the body, right? Because like I said earlier, the body is uh, less glucose tolerant and less insulin, insulin sensitive, more insulin resistance. Now, insulin, once again, I'm not like a diabetes expert. If you have, you know, any type of diabetes, obviously talk to your doc, doctor about this. Um, but long story short, the insulin response is extremely important. Um, insulin is 
I mean, well, they call it like the mother, the mother hormone, I believe. I mean, it's probably like the most important anabolic hormone in the body for lots of reasons. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to go that into detail. Number one, because I'm, um, it's not that relevant for this discussion and because I'm not that qualified to go that into depth about insulin, but long story short, um, insulin sensitivity, uh, gets messed up. We're more insulin resistant when we're not sleeping enough, when these other hormones are messed up, and that makes the food respond differently in our body. Uh, long story short, food is just more likely to go to fat cells than it is to muscle cells, and um, yeah, body doesn't respond as well to, uh, to glucose and the things that have sugar in them, blah, 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 okay? Um, you know, I had written down here, I was going to discuss a little bit anabolism versus catabolism um, and the different hormones involved. Um, I don't think that's really worth it that much to go into that. Uh, I think what I want to do just to conclude things here is kind of say, okay, well, what do we do to improve our hormone levels? All right. Well, okay. It's the big, it's the basic stuff. And I know this is easier said than done. Cause if you're like, all right, well, I got a baby at home or like I have a job that I work, you know, until, until midnight or whatever. Okay. Like there's, there's ways still to mitigate all of this stuff. And like, if this is you, if you're in this situation, I don't have like a magical solution to like make your newborn baby sleep nine hours straight throughout the night or to tell your boss to let you, you know, not work the evening shift or whatever. Like I'm, you know, I, I can't necessarily solve that problem for you, but I can just tell you these are the basic things that we can do to improve our hormone, hormone levels. And like I said, it's the, it's the same basic stuff that's going to help with like everything. It's, it's, it's simple, but not easy. Okay. It's the simple things we hear about all the time. Eat less sugar, get better sleep, better quality sleep. Okay. Do daily exercise in some way, shape or form, move a bit throughout the day, reduce your stress levels, get some healthy fats. Okay. Healthy fats are extremely important for our hormone levels. And that's a whole other rabbit hole, to be honest, like what is a healthy fat? Um, but like I said, improving these hormone levels little by little is fairly simple on paper, but it's much easier said than done, especially in this modern whack society that we live in. So, um, but like I said, as far as improving your hormone levels goes, it, like if you have a real issue, if you have thyroid issues, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about that. Um, you know, if, yeah, if you have diabetes, obviously any, any issues related to any of these hormones that we talk about, uh, see a practitioner, you know, I'm not the one who should be giving you direct medical advice about that. This is more of just a general guide of explaining, Hey, our hormones are out of whack. Here's how a lot of us, you know, can can make some gradual improvements in them and like i said it's going to affect every aspect of our health and fitness so that's all i got for you today i hope you enjoyed this episode and uh yeah we'll talk again soon peace thank you for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it let's all make health and fitness a part of our daily lives get out there and do it